You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Okay, Cuba. So let's go uh, from a show where uh, comedians uh, make fun of each other, and let's uh, make fun of another TV show. A shockingly not so terrible, or is it terrible TV show that uh, premiered last Thursday that you and I were both very excited about, and uh, here to discuss it as well. We have uh, Nina Stoddard on the podcast. So Nina, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing good. Excited to talk Riverdale with you guys today. Yeah, so we're here to talk Riverdale. So let's even before we get into it let me ask the question like what did you know about this show before you watched the premiere nina um i knew that it was based on archie and then it had a noir look from the commercials and that was about it so So all you had seen was the commercials basically yeah exactly exactly okay and and akiva what about you well also i want to hear from nina like what what is your you know what's your experience with Archie Comics in general. Like your Archie you, background. Yeah. Your Archie background. <laughs> no, why you why, why are you here? Why are you our guest today? That's a good question. <laughs> no. Well, obviously you lead Chester. The problem is you asked the dumb question, which is like, you know, you start with the Archie fandom. Right. So obviously uh, growing up, it was the comic book in the grocery aisle. So I was, if I was a good girl, I got the Archie comics. Uh, and then I also had a, like a super religious cousin who didn't have television. And all she had was, like, this extensive collection of Archie comics. So I would say that I've read 150 Archie uh, digests, somewhere around in there. But uh, I'll admit it's been a few years since I picked one up. Nina, how old are you? What? You can't um, ask a woman that no, question. Are you I insane? have a reason. No, Nina, I, you don't have to answer that. She doesn't that. have to answer if she doesn't, have, if she doesn't want to. I was going to say, do we break it down into the, the different numbers? No, I just turned 34 in January. Oh, so you're our age. Okay, so you're our age. You're, you're yeah, exactly our age. Okay. Literally our age. Okay. I mean, we're 33, but you're, you're just born at the beginning of the no, year. No, so, well, so hey, that's... I just, just turned 34. Yeah, so, so that's... You were born in 83 like us. Yeah, we're 83. We're the, yeah exactly, yeah. 83. So that's... Well, that, the reason that's relevant is because... <laughs> why? Well, I'll tell you. Okay, so like, like, you know, like you guys, my peak Archie reading... Age was probably from like nine to like fourteen or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And I don't think I've seen an Archie since then. Uh, but you know, because of my uh, hair being, you know, I aggre- I aggressively uh, hate uh, redheads, and so I would deny it. But you know, my hair, let's say, 
she, you know, shades towards Auburn sometimes, and and, uh, and my general winning personality. People have from time to time told me that I look like Archie, or have called me Archie. So uh, one year, my my last my senior year of college, so this would have been two thousand four, two thousand five, for Purim, which is like the Jewish Halloween. I decided to dress up as Archie. So I, you know, I drew the little three freckles on each cheek, and I parted my hair down the middle, and I wore like the big, uh, the, you know, the 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 sweater vest with the big R for Riverdale on it, and. Every single senior and junior who I saw dressed up in costume instantly knew who I was, obviously. But every single freshman and sophomore, I mean, every single one, and it was shocking, had no idea who I was. And they're like, like, what are you? Like, are you dressed as a nerd? Are you a Republican? Because the R, like, nobody knew who I was. And I'd say Archie, and they'd stare at me like I was insane. And I'm not talking about a generational shift. These were people two years younger than us. And nobody knew who Archie was, which kind of boggles my mind. I could I think I could answer that in that like if you didn't read Archie it's like tennis. Like if you're not a serious tennis player when you're, you know, a kid, you've never played tennis once in your life. The- oh no, it, no. It's it's completely the opposite of that. I wasn't a serious Archie reader. It's just Archies were like around no, if you ever I, like No, my friends great. I'd say half of my friends growing up had never touched a tennis racket when we finished high school, but most of the other half like played not didn't play tennis every day, but like knew how to play tennis. There's no, that's a terrible analogy. I actually said to my wife the other day, I said to her, have you ever met a person who actually purchased an Archie comic? Because I never did. They were just there. Like, the reason like, why some I of your friends them is my parents had a, fr- a friend who like finished high school or something, moved away, the, the girl, and they she's like, hey, do you want Archie comics? And she brought me over a box of like 500 like double digests when I was a little kid, and that's where I read all of them. And so, so Nina said that she got them when she was good, and you got them from a neighbor. So you guys both own them. I never owned them. It was just like I knew a couple people who did. Like at camp, inevitably, somebody right. in the bunk would have arches. Oh, yeah. Those arches would get passed around, no question. And I, um, the only one I ever purchased is I remember walking to a comic book store when they had Archie meets the Punisher, which is weird because I hate comic book stuff, and I don't even know who the Punisher is now, and I didn't know who it was then. But they just like promoted it for so like for like a year. So I thought it was a big deal. So I remember I like walked to the comic book store to get that. Um, but that's the only time I ever bought one with my own money. Yeah, they had them at the grocery store when I was growing up, so they were always right there, and you just picked whichever one you hadn't read yet. Yeah, it's the impulse purchase with like the small candy bars. Yeah, but exactly. the appeal of the appeal of the Archie was that you could open up an Archie comic and you would have no idea if it was published in 1965 or 1995. <laughs> exactly right. right. Which is why the idea of purchasing one is so crazy to me because every one I ever read, especially was dog-eared. I assumed it, you know, that it had been around for years. Um, and, and so I'll use that as a segue to talk about this show. So I think Akiva and I, you know, we saw, the, we saw the previews for the show, and it just looked like so absurd, such unintentional comedy. Like, what have they done to Archie? And that's all I knew about it going in. I knew nothing else. And then Akiva said to me, you know, like, these reviews are actually really positive for it. Seppenwall and, and some other reviewers. And I, and I saw some of the, like, the links, but I, I intentionally did not click on them. I did not read them. I didn't want to know anything about it until after I watched the episode. But after I watched the episode, I did read a couple of them, and I just wanted to read a couple sentences from a from an article on Vulture. Uh, it's talking. It says, as it turns out, Archie Comics has been experimenting experimenting with this mixture. They're talking about how they're you know branching off into new things such as the show for the better part of a revolutionary revolutionary decade, successfully embracing new narrative approaches to tales about their seventy six year old teenagers. In recent years, the gang has done battle with zombies, extraterrestrial serial killers, and flying sharks. They've navigated unsatisfying marriages. They've explored unconventional sexual identities and mourned fallen companions. They even traveled through time to play at CBGB with the Ramones. In doing so, the brand has garnered acclaim, attention, and a newfound coolness that had eluded it for the previous half century. The archery renaissance is upon us. Now, I feel 180 degrees opposite from that. When I read this paragraph, I don't want to give them acclaim and attention. I think that sounds terrible. 
Like Archie is Archie. Why are you ruining Archie? What do you guys think? No, I think you're right. I remember uh, seeing a couple years back just in the news that they had introduced Kevin, who we see on the show, as yeah. the first gay Archie character. But not like as a, we're trying to branch out. It kind of seemed like the idea of, oh, we need to do this thing to stay relevant. And that's what I would have thought. Yeah, I mean, that was news when they had Kevin. And then I also do remember hearing about they did like a sliding doors version where like Archie married Betty in one and Veronica in the other and like they yeah. went to the future. And there's another one where he died. Though like if you do something really big then it gets Didn't like he die saving life. Kevin's life or something? Yes, yeah, he died saving Kevin's life according to the probably the same article we both read. <laughs> no, no, no. I remember hearing about this at the time it happened oh, sure. a few years yeah, ago. It top it was it was led the national news that night. Um yeah, so I, but I think you're right with what you said like 10 minutes ago that anybody who didn't read Archie comics like is, there's no reason for them to hear of them. Because unlike in the 70s where, like, they, they had a hit song and, you know, they sort of existed in pop culture, all, the, all they have is the comics. Like, they didn't, they've never had a TV show. They had one made-for-TV movie in the early 90s, which was very forgettable. And, you know, there was, there was nothing. So if you, don't, if, you don't, if you didn't read the comics, there, it, Archie is not like you – might, you might occasionally in the wild hear, like, a Betty Veronica reference, but there's no there, – it doesn't really exist in pop culture. Yeah, the spinoffs are way more popular, I would say, now than the Archies ever are. I mean, Josie and the Pussycats or Sabrina the Teenage Witch are the two you hear a lot more of than the original Archies. That's a good point. I wonder if, imagine if they have Sabrina come into this world. That would be interesting, actually. But Akiva, see, again, I disagree with you. People our age make Archie references all the time, I feel like. You know, you hear like a... Sure, yeah, people would get an Archie reference for the most part. But I don't think. Well, but, uh, but apparently not people younger than us. That's, you know, again, like my experience on Purim in, in college. You know, for our millennial listeners, we have to sort of explain what, 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 what the show is because they don't even know, apparently. And it's worth pointing out that even though the show got good reviews and the, the network was really high on it, uh, the ratings were not good at all. Well, so the thing is this, you know, not that I see a lot of CW shows, but this seemed to me, at least based on the stereotype, to be just a stereotypical sort of, you know, CW type show like Gossip Girl or whatever. Yeah. I mean, I've never really seen one. Do you do you watch the CW, Nina? I watched the like half of the first season of the One Hundred, but that's about as far as it goes. Not a big CW. But you guys are aware of like Gossip Girl, like what it is or what sure. it was. And that's not even on anymore. But yeah, my sister watches a lot of like. Uh, but now it's superhero stuff. Now it's like I don't even know the names of the shows, but my my sister watches a bunch of them, and she's you know a tenth grader. Do you guys remember a couple of years ago, Funny or Die had a had a a little video which was like. I thought it was fake at the time, although apparently it's real because that's the show we just all watched Thursday night of like turning the Archie world into like a horror. No. Like they had like real life actors playing and like turning it into like a horror. Well, anyways, that's basically what the show is. So, yeah, let's jump into the episode. So uh, Riverdale starts. It's the same characters we know, but, you know, they're real life. The episode starts with a narrator who is uh, presumably Jughead, who we see writing an article telling us about this death that happened last July 4th. By drowning after uh, we see these two creepy, well-dressed, and possibly incestuous siblings go on a boat ride. So I need to ask you guys right off the bat. Did you guys remember Jason Blossom or even – I mean, I, I had a vague recollection of Cheryl Blossom. but Jason Blossom from the comics, do you remember him at all? No, I definitely remembered Cheryl because she was always a little bit more buxom than the other girls. But I had no <laughs> recollection of the brother Jason. Yeah, according to my research, it says that Cheryl was introduced in 1982. She was, but, but she she wasn't. I don't think a regular until the mid 90s. She became like. Well, it says that after two years, her and her brother were disappeared because she was deemed too sexy for a kids' comic. Yeah, 
but I remember when she came back. Nina, Nina's very religious cousin would not have appreciated this. <laughs> no. When I when I left, Cheryl was firmly in the picture in in the mid nineties. <laughs> oh, um, she was in she was in your picture even in the mid. Yeah, and they, she was firm, so story checks out. Jason, I remember that he existed, but he was. Uh, listen, he's a minor enough character that you could kill him in the first second of the pilot. You know, he's clearly not important in in the in the comics lore. Yeah, so he dies, and then 10 seconds into the episode, some evil mom, who we will later discover is, is Betty's mom, which is insane, uh, she says, may Jason Blossom burn in hell. Yeah, Betty's mom is a hateful bitch. <laughs> and so, yeah, we don't exactly know uh, what that's about yet. Then we see Veronica moving to town with her mom into some kind of, like, downtown pedicure. I didn't know that Riverdale was like had, like, high-rise apartment buildings I know, downtown. this is weird. This does not exist in Riverdale. I'm sorry. And they need to be much richer than that. I know that they're in, like, the hiding money Madoffs thing, but... Which is what they get into, but I don't know. I, the lodges are like cartoon rich, you know. Did we ever see Veronica, Veronica's mom in the cartoon in yeah, the comics? She was, she was minor. Uh, the dad, her, uh, the dad um, Hiram is is a much bigger deal than yeah. uh, than the mom. Yeah. You know, what's your take on the actress who plays Veronica here? Uh, you know, I she's not very Veronica ish. I think of all the characters, she's the one that seems <laughs> to be the most off-brand she actually has like a uh, depth and a possible interesting storyline so uh not very much like veronica but i think it's an improvement i like it well actually we'll get in trouble for saying this but nina could probably say it veronica is supposed to be like five percent prettier than than betty oh and no I, no 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 she's you know anything about archie no, no veronica betty and betty are completely cute. no no veronica and, and veronica supposed to be hot well, her person—that that's their personalities. But, but in terms of but, looks, they're literally the same person with different color hair. But the actress—that's that's, that's the whole famous thing. No, that's not famous. You just made that up. The, wait, are you kidding? Wait, do you are you not? Wait, hold on, hold on, Akiva, hold, hold on, pause. Are you not aware of that? That are, that Betty and Veronica are the same, are drawn exactly the same, but with different color hair. Oh, that's oh, the whole point. I thought I thought you meant their personalities. No, 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 physically. Okay. No, their looks. Yeah. That, that's why I was so upset when this dark-skinned actress comes on stage. Like, I wanted to see the exact same actress. Oh. And you also and then said in- you want less <laughs> roles for Hispanic people, you told me before. No, I don't, I don't care. They could have made up Betty and Veronica black, white, Asian. I don't care. But they needed mm-hmm. to have identical twins playing both of them with different color wigs. Oh, that would have been interesting, actually. Yeah, that's what I was expecting. Okay. All right. So anyway, so then we see uh, Betty uh, changing while she's hanging out with Kevin. Again, I haven't read the cartoons in, in the comics in many years. I don't exactly know. But I assume that in the comics, Kevin is like a normal guy who happens to be gay. But in the show, he is the most stereotypical, over-the-top, gay best friend. And, they, and Veronica even makes fun of him for that. Yeah, they say he's that like, pretty early in the show. Yeah. But he, he's just – he's such a stereotype. And he also seems to have a much bigger role than, than he probably does in the comics. Yeah, well, I think it's keeping with the show. I mean, you could make a bingo card for this show with so many of these tropes that keep popping up. So – Gay best friend, go ahead and check that box. Yeah. And then, um, you know, so they're gabbing about how, you know, Betty likes Archie. Oh, by the way, we also need to mention here that they are playing peak. It's the summer. It's the end of the summer of freshman year of high school. They are about to begin sophomore year of high school. So these kids are going into 10th grade. So they're 14, 15 years old. Well, you know, they, they obviously do that because they want they, they can't leave Riverdale High for at least three years, like till the show's established. Yeah. But the problem is that there's not a single actor uh, in the show who's under the age of, what, 25? No, no, I mean, no. It's absurd. There's a bunch of the, a bunch. Of, no one's over twenty-five in high school. A bunch of the actors are twenty-one. Um, there is no way a single member of this cast is under twenty-one years old. No, the, a bunch of them are twenty-one. Okay, but, but they look much older than that. 
And also, IMDb this year took off ages. So when I went to check them it, up, it was. It is nice. impossible to believe that any of these people are in high school, let alone sophomores in high school. It's insane. Oh, did you see um, The Edge of 17, the movie, Nina? Oh, uh, no, I didn't see that one. The, 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 like, the love interest in that movie is like 33, and they're in high school. It's insane. <laughs> well, what's the age, the difference in age between the actors who are playing the parents and the kids in Veronica, uh, Riverdale? I think I, Veronica is, is maybe, maybe 15 years younger than her mom. <laughs> I was going to guess like six. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it would be funny if they were, like, if they were identical <laughs> twins. Veronica is not much younger than her mom. It's, that is kind of crazy. Yeah. All right. So anyway, so Betty and Archie, they go on a date or a non-date to Pops. Uh, by the way, Pop is black. I like that. You know, they're bringing yeah. a little bit of diversity in. But, I, but I, here's the thing. The guy who made the show is like – the showrunner of the show is like the main guy in Archie Comics or one of the main guys. So it's not like he's unaware. Like I'm sure I'm going to complain later about a few things that aren't consistent from the show. Uh, that, that are easy enough that they should be. But like it, there's nothing we know that he doesn't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, it, anything they forgot or at least didn't put in episode one, it was not an accident. So like they snuck in a lot of little things like trying to put in as many of the characters as they can. And and, you know, like having, uh, you know, Veronica call Archie Archie Kins right after she meets him. But uh, well, that's know. why I was wondering, is this show targeted towards Archie fans like our generation or is it targeted towards the, the you know, the teens or the tweens who usually watch CW? And it just has this sort of veneer of archiness as sort of as like an inside joke because it's not it's it, it's so far removed, not just like the, not just the color that it's dark and dramatic, but like mm-hmm. they, they as you said, they make so many things different from the cart- the comic that didn't need to be. Yeah, no, it's definitely targeted towards the, the, there's not enough Archie comic readers to target towards them. They're just there for like the inside jokes, like the same way like grownups can watch like a kid's movie nowadays and get some of the jokes that other people can't. But like they're not the target audience. The kids are. All right, so so Betty and uh, and Archie are at Pops. Betty's about to tell Archie how he feel, how she feels when Veronica walks in. Again, this uh, this was heartbreaking to me because it made it obvious that they were not going to be the same actor with different color hair as they are in the comic. The other thing, by the way, is Archie has no freckles. Like Archie's freckles are iconic. Why does he have no freckles in this show? Who cares? What else we got? <laughs> All right, fine. So we'll fast forward. It's the first day of school. Uh, we're meeting Archie's dad, who is approximately a million times hotter than he is in the comics. I think it's actually Luke Perry. Was that Luke Perry? Yeah, it yes, is Luke it's Perry. Luke Perry. Then we see Betty's mom, who's also super hot. She's like a vamp for some reason. And, she, and that, now we learn that she's the one who wants Jason Blossom to burn in hell because apparently like, he did something to Betty's older sister. Were you guys aware of Betty's older sister? Is she in the comic? Ooh, she's definitely uh, not a regular. It's possible she, no, has, she has shown up at some point, but she's definitely not um, like a, a consistent character in that. Comic. I can't think of any siblings. Like in the comic, everybody's pretty much a, a single Archie's child. An only child. Jughead yeah. is you. Also, sometimes it, it switches. Sometimes also, it's like the early seasons of Louie. Like when they want them to be, you know, they can switch. The, Veronica's definitely an only child. Betty, I think, has a sibling. I and, thought Betty had a younger sister. Yeah, I think I Betty thought. had a Betty younger sister, and I think Jughead may have had a sibling sometimes. And obviously, Cheryl right. has a twin brother, but not anymore. So you guys don't seem bothered about this like I am, but like I, I get that they have to make all the kids older than they are and super good looking because again that they're appealing to like you know the people who watch CW. But why did they have to make all the parents so hot? Like why couldn't Archie's dad look like Archie's dad is supposed? To? We haven't even got to Miss Grundy yet, obviously. <laughs> but, <laughs> we'll get to that one. But like Betty's mom is super hot. Uh, Archie's dad is super hot. Archie's da- parents are divorced, by the way, apparently. Another yeah, well, you get, from- you get that scene later, not to jump too far ahead, but you get the scene between Archie's dad and Veronica's mom. So I think we get a sense of why they needed to make their parents 
uh, super hot. I think we're getting a side storyline going there. Yeah, yeah. I don't approve of that. I I assume you guys do not either. No, not That's in season not one. My favorite thing. No. <laughs> Listen, we have Betty and Veronica making out ten minutes into the show. Let's not be <laughs> here. Hey, hey! Spoiler alert. All right. So, uh, so Mar- now we see Archie. He's meeting up with his football buddies in school. Then we see Betty giving Veronica a tour because it's her first day. Because she just moved to Riverdale, apparently. Archie, by the way, I don't know if you guys noticed this. He's wearing a Letterman's jacket as a freshman. Well, he's on the, the JV. I don't do, do JV people wear Letterman's. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. I'm not exactly sure why he got a. Uh, a why does he have to try out for the team if he's already got a Letterman's jacket? That doesn't really make any sense. I mean, Archie sense. in the comics is like a 30 sports star. Like in every in every issue, he's like the captain of yeah. a different team. And well, part of that is because the comic there's only like 30 kids in the school, whereas yeah. here the school is like the, the, here like all of a sudden Riverdale's a massive city with a downtown and with high rises and <laughs> still only one place to get a hamburger though. Yeah. Um. Uh, and it's weird because you'd think it would be easier to draw fake people than to pay them to actually work on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Kevin shows up. He asks Veronica for dad is the devil. Like Hiram is like super rich, but he's not Mr. Burns. Like in the comics, like Veronica loves her dad for sure. He's like, right. So this is definitely yeah, a departure. She's a daddy's girl. She's a daddy's girl. Yeah. Totally. Well, here she calls her dad the devil. She says she still likes him, but you know. Yeah. Well, he, yeah, he's asking her about, uh, what if what they say about her dad is true, but she does say she stands by her dad. So. I think there's still a relationship there. We just have to figure out what this whole uh, mysterious uh, money laundering scandal is. I think it's just a Madoff thing. We're going to see Hiram soon, right? Oh, yeah. Hiram is coming. Archie's yeah, mom definitely. is coming. The second, oh, Archie's mom is coming. Okay. The second, I'm sure. The sec- and, and I think she's been cast by someone famous, so she's definitely coming. But um, the second Archie's dad gets with Veronica's mom, that's when both of them are going to show up. Are there any other name actors in the cast other than Luke Perry? Well, I think there's a lot of people who, like, aren't famous but are, like, somewhat known. I think Cheryl Blossom is, like, a well-known teen actress. Uh, Jughead is, like, one of these, like, Sweet Life kids, I think. What's Sweet Life? Like, it's a kid show. And then and then Archie's parents are Luke Perry and Molly Ringwald, so. Oh, Molly Ringwald. Oh, oh, so there is yeah. a name actor so, coming. Mm-hmm. And, I th- and, and Betty's mom is, like, a, is a well-known actress. She's not super famous, but... She's been in a million things, Betty's mom. You know, by the way, you know who they could have had to play that role, but again, they wanted somebody super attractive. They could have had the mom from, uh, like, the American Pie series. What's that actress's name? Stifler's mom? Stifler's mom, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, Jennifer Coolidge or something? Yeah, this woman looks like a 20 years younger version of that, of that, you know, that actress. Okay. And she's sort of playing up the same role. Like, she's angry. Anyways, all right. So, Josie and the Pussycats are practicing. Josie calls Archie Justin Ginger Lake, which I thought is a great line. That would do well in, uh, in Roast Battle. Yeah, that was a great one. But they were also, like, so weird for the sake, for, like, no purpose. Like, how annoying, how mean they were to him. Well, because they're, like, serious musicians. And the Archie's tone, just, The know, tone in this episode changes in every scene. From, like, yeah. really conspiratorial <laughs> to, like, happy to mysterious to, like, let's well, make a bunch of, let's, like, let's do a roast of, of, like, Archie at lunch. You know, it's every scene has a complete, it's like a totally different sketch. Yeah, and I'm not even really sure why this scene is here. You have Josie talking about, we only do our own songs, you know, pay attention. And then by the time we get to the dance, they're already doing a cover. So I don't know why <laughs> that whole plot is even in there. Well, I think they I think they just wanted to show everyone in the school so people weren't like, where's Josie? Like they wanted to give, you know, they wanted to give everybody uh, at least like a little that, you know, the reason why they're starting with like Dilton Doily in the first five seconds. They want to give a bunch of Easter eggs and let them know like, hey, all your all your old favorites are here. Although there's no Midge, right? We haven't seen Midge yet. I want to see Midge. B- Big Ethel. That's uh, my wife's favorite character. We didn't see Big Ethel either. I think it's Ethel, first of all, because there's oh, no sorry. name Ethel. 
<laughs> I mean, Archie is something you read. You never said it out loud. How would yeah, I know? Well, I'm sorry. I, I speak English, so I knew that Ethel is is a name and Ethel is nothing. Okay. Well, speaking of – okay. Well, I'm sure when we see Ethel, I'm sure she's going to be super hot because the next scene is uh, there's a memorial for Jason in the school gym. Archie and some smoking hot teacher are making sexy faces to each other. And then we see a flashback to the summer where we see Archie and this teacher uh, having, like, passionate sex in the backseat of her car. And, oh, by the way, this teacher is Miss Grundy. <laughs> Keith, can you describe what Miss Grundy looked like in the comics? Yes, Miss Grundy is was like was like a synonym for like a haggard like older lady. The the Miss Grundy in the Archie movie from the early nineties like died of old age five years after the movie was filmed. She, she was seventy. The actress who played her was seventy three. The actress who plays Miss Grundy is thirty three. Like yeah, she's cool. close in age to the students. It, like, if you're going to do this, make it a different name. Like, make this a fake character. Yeah. Uh, she's literally, like, the, the least sexual person in history in, in the cartoons. Yeah, I think in, she's, like, 60. What if she was 73 and, like, Archie and her had a relationship? And, <laughs> and it was, like, that was Archie's, That's like, a weird thing. And... But wasn't there always some undertone, like, undercurrents of, of Mr. Weatherby and Miss Grundy would get together? I think so. We didn't see Mr. By the way, Weatherby, we, right? We just yeah, heard that, about Yeah, that's, that's a big disappointment. No, he, we heard about him, I'm sure. They just, like, didn't cast him for the podcast. Oh, he, he should be coming, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, Weatherby. Yeah, and who, do you remember any of the other teachers' names, Nina? There's, like, a nerdy Ooh. science teacher. Oh, geez. No, those are the Gil- only two Gilton's that really friend. stick yeah. to me. Dilton's friend. I feel like Hilton would have spent a lot of time in the science lab. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they're best friends. But yeah, I think that I think that anyone who's like not in the pilot will probably see in the next few episodes. Yeah. By the way, and again, I just want to come back to the fact that Miss Grundy and Archie were having sex in the back seat of his car. Like he was in between freshman and sophomore year of high school. A flute snoot. The, si- the science teacher, the the Dilton oh. teacher is flute snoot. Oh, that's right. But anyways, Archie is 14 or 15 years old at the oldest, and he's having sex with a teacher. Like that's literally. Statutory rape. Yeah, she is assaulting. <laughs> uh, as Adam Carolla likes to say, uh, it can't be a crime if you masturbate to the memory of it, though. <laughs> and, uh, and given what Miss Grundy looks like, uh, and the fact that Archie, again, is probably only like five years younger than her in real life. So anyways, after the assembly, Archie goes to ask Miss Grundy if he can, uh, quote, talk to her about his, quote, music. Seems like uh, he wants to reignite what happened over the summer. Yeah, I mean, th- that it's clearly going to be, like, this big storyline, but I also think, like, I don't know how much legs it has. <laughs> like, I feel like it's one of these things that will be, like, solved within six episodes, and then I don't know if Miss Grundy's going to stick around. What's she gonna you do? know it's going to be solved within six episodes? This series. Like, you're very confident <laughs> in its lasting. That's true. The ratings for episode two need to pick up or else. And also, just the fact that it's, like, a mid-season show, it didn't make, like, the fall schedule, means they, they were, like, nervous about it, so... How many episodes is the season one supposed to be? I'm not sure. I think but, 13 uh, okay. episodes. I, I, okay. Yeah, first episode. Oh, wow, that's confident. 13 episodes, yeah. Well, hopefully we'll All right, so we have, this ne- we have this next scene now, which you need a reference to earlier, which makes no logical sense in any world. Veronica's mom visits Archie's dad and asks for a job. I, I understand the reason they're doing this is because they want to explain that Archie's parents are divorced, and they want to re- re- tell us that Veronica's mom once dated Archie's dad. But, like... Why would she ever, like, even if she's acting like she's super poor, like, she wouldn't go work for Archie's dad. That makes no sense. Unless she's just trying to get in his pants by working with him. Like, they do tell us that, that Mr. Lodge is on trial for fraud and embezzlement. But, like, what does she, like, she's really, she should have attorneys. Like, she should have money squirreled away. Like, but maybe she didn't until, like, the end of the episode when she gets the, the secret bag of money. Yeah. All right, anyway, so, so that, that, that really, uh, 
That makes no sense. Um, then we go back to school where Veronica joins, uh, you know, flamboyantly gay Kevin and Betty at lunch. And Cheryl stops by. I mean, Cheryl is like over, like even by Mean Girl standards, she's like way over the top. Right. Half the people in the show exist as like real people. Yeah. And then Cheryl Blossom is a cartoon character. And, Ke- and Kevin is also. Kevin is clearly. Kevin yeah. is a cliche. But Cheryl Blossom is like is like if she came next episode and like shot 10 people in the head. Uh, who came to her house, like, it wouldn't be out of character. Yeah. Yeah, so Cheryl stops by. She invites Veronica to cheerleader tryouts. She says she's going to bring Betty along. Veronica, by the way, raises a great point from the comics. When she finds out Archie plays football, she says, you play football too? What don't you do? <laughs> yeah, he's definitely the cat. He's like, Archie's not even, that's not even his main sport in the comics. I think basketball's his main sport. Yeah, but he's on the tennis team. He's, he's doing everything in the comics, yeah. yeah. Again, there's only th- it's the same people on all the teams. I think, like, Reggie's on every team. Yeah, I think even, like, Dilton's on every team. Moose is obviously on every team. <laughs> Oh, yeah, Moose should definitely be like football. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't talk about Reggie when we saw him earlier, but he, they made him the broiest of the bros for this show. Wait, did I miss Reggie? When did we see Reggie? He's uh, when um, in the school when Archie sees Moose and Reggie, and then uh, he pops up again at the party also. Oh, but he, but he doesn't say much, does he? No, he only has a no. few lines in, in the in He's the show, asking but... about, like, what supplements he's taking and how he got so buffed up over the summer. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's more right. than, like, it, Reggie is, Reggie is essentially A.C. Slater. That's what Reggie is. Well, but in the comics, Reggie's weird, because on, on the one hand, he's, like, Archie's arch nemesis, super evil, but on the other hand, they're, like, totally best buds and everything's just sort of yeah. a joke. Yeah, yeah, that, Well, that's A.C. Slater and Zach Morris also. It's, it's, Jer- it's Jerry and Newman also a little bit, to bring Seinfeld in. No, Jerry and Newman, like, hate each other more than Archie and uh, Do they? Do they really? They yeah. spend a lot of time together for people who hate each other. I, yeah, but only because, like, you know, you live in the same building, you see the same people. Yeah, but, like... The, the overwhelming majority of the people in my building, I've never got in their apartment. And they've never gone in mine. So if well, there's somebody I actually mean, didn't like. Know, who's, who's, who's inviting you over? I'm yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. So now Archie goes to meet Miss Grundy, who not only is super hot, but she also went to Juilliard. And, and they make reference to the fact that they saw something scandalous this summer, but they haven't told anybody. Presumably it's about Jason. We don't know why they wouldn't have told anybody. Well, they heard something. No, they heard, they heard something and they weren't sure if it was fireworks. Yeah. And then we find at the end that there's a gunshot, so ostensibly they heard the gunshot. Yeah, and we hear a little bit of Archie's you music. Watch the show, right? Just checking. Yeah, Archie apparently already has like professional quality music, even though he just started doing it like two weeks ago. Because <laughs> yep. again, he's he's like a, he's the Ubermensch. Yes. You know, then we go to the uh, cheerleading tryout for Veronica and Betty, which is uh, I think both of you already mentioned. Uh, they start making out because the show is on CW, and that's all they can show. Cheryl is like the most evil bitch in the world. Also, <laughs> she's, she's like in charge of the whole school, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, literally, there's no there's no coach to the cheerleading team. A student gets to decide who's on the team without any input of an adult. <laughs> well, but that's how that's how it usually works, I think. Oh, really? Not that you I was a cheerleader in high school. <laughs> Doesn't the captain of the cheer like cheerleaders run their run themselves? Right? No, that's how I, most I things work in high. I mean, you, there's a cheerleader coach like that's like a full time job at like a big school. Yeah. Well, OK, fine. That's fair. We'd be at tryouts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Cheryl's mocking Betty about how her brother, by the way, her brother who just died, she has no like sadness whatsoever, but she's like, she's mocking Betty about how Jason drove Betty's older sister to a mental breakdown. But then when Cheryl like evilly rejects Betty from cheerleader squad, Veronica rips her a new one, which is obviously sort of the most satisfying moment in the opening episode. Akiva was more satisfied when uh, Betty and Veronica were making up. Well, there's not really any reason why like Cheryl would care to have both of them on the team. If she hates Betty that much, she should not want either of them. Like, okay, Veronica, you could quit too. 
Yeah, but again, but if this is in the world of the comics, everybody has to do everything because there's only 30 people in the school. So, yeah. Then we see the football coach who's telling Archie that he's so good that he's the only sophomore who's welcome on varsity to replace dead Jason. But Archie isn't sure if he's ready for the commitment of varsity football. They don't even have like a Jason sticker on their jerseys. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Cancel the whole season. Also, Cheryl is ostensibly a senior, right? So, like, are they? Is she going to be gone at the end of this year? Oh, oh, yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't clear on that. I thought everybody was sort of a sophomore. They're, yeah, but but, she, but wait, Cheryl's a sophomore, but she's also like she runs sure. the school. Yeah, yeah, she does run the school because she's the one that decided they could go ahead and have the dance as well. They oh, right. It was up to her whether Cheryl the gave the okay. That's true. She does have a lot of power, and she picked the set list at the dance, so she's got a lot of stuff going on. And I think she was above being named, like, the queen or whatever. Nina, let me ask you another question. Um, you know, Akiva would clearly be a mix of uh, <laughs> Dilton's looks and Reggie's personality. Are you going to ask my weight this time? No, I was just going to say, like, who do you most identify with in the Archie comic world? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, wow. Um, uh, I think I'm going to have to go. Let's see. I'm going to go with Jughead, actually. Because, you know, it could say Betty, but it's good answer. It's, she's so sad. Like when you, but when also you're... everybody. I th- I feel like every girl picks Betty. Yeah, every right? girl wants. Nobody wants to be Veronica. Everybody wants to be the girl next door. Uh, why, why do we get no Jughead in this episode? Very disappointing. He's just the narrator. He doesn't do anything else. Well, you see him in the the soda shop at the end. I think they wanted it to be like a big reveal. That I, th- I think they wanted it to be a big reveal that like Jughead is a narrator. But uh, he, in the first scene of the show, we see him narrating. We see him wearing the Jughead hat. We know he's Jughead. Yeah. But we don't yeah, know and you see him uh, in the stands. Yeah, we see him typing. Assembly. Yeah, it's just so weird that Jughead is the narrator of, like, he's the omniscient narrator of a show that's almost entirely about a different character. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, why is he? Why? Why does he get to? Like, it would make sense if Archie was the narrator, or if it was like a disembodied omniscient narrator. You know, but it's weird to have. Well, like, they say Jughead's writing character. a novel. Well, so the, that's the weird part. At the end of the episode, Jughead will reveal that he's writing a novel, but it's actually not a novel because it's nonfiction because he's actually telling us what's happening in real time. So it's a little bit, it's a little bit weird. Like, it, what, what universe are we in? You know what I mean? Like, is Jughead writing what's something that has already happened? Does Jughead see the future? It's a little bit unclear. Is everybody else playing a role in Jughead's imagination? Maybe it's like a Truman Capote thing where, like, it's Yeah, like there's, there's something going on. Um, all right, so Betty and Veronica are trying on their cheerleader jerseys. They have a heart-to-heart. Betty's sister Polly had a breakdown. Big storyline here, which didn't even exi- – Polly doesn't even exist in the comics. Or wait, was Polly the name of the younger sister, Nina, that you mentioned before? Or? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so they turned to an older sister who had a mental mm-hmm. breakdown. Betty convinces – or Veronica convinces Betty to invite Archie to the upcoming semi-formal, which is for some reason the night after the first day of school. The, the school – the first day of school seems to be a Friday. They have one day of school, then they have a semi-formal, then they have a long weekend. <laughs> But then, as soon as she's but about to Polly, ask him, Polly is uh, an older sister in um, in uh, oh. in the comics, and and her brother's name is Chick. Who? That's the oh. So she does have all these siblings. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So so then we go back to the uh, the fancy apartment downtown where uh, the doorman gives uh, gives Miss Lodge a uh, a quote unquote missing bag that uh, that a driver found, and in it is a, a large amount of cash. Yeah, I mean he's de- he's definitely a Madoff here. It's a Madoff situation. <laughs> I do like that we get to see Smithers, although there's no Gaston in the first episode. Well, I mean, if she's really that poor, first of all, if they're that poor that like she's taking a job at like at the, like Jer- at like Archie's tiny construction firm, she can't afford a butler. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. It makes the the scene with Archie's dad makes no sense. But now I guess she's got some money. 
Maybe it's an indentured servitude type of situation. <laughs> oh, I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> or, or maybe it's just like a fund is paying that. But also, like, let's get Gaston in the mix here. Yeah, so now we're at the semi-formal. Archie decides to leave uh, Betty and Veronica to go hit on Miss Grundy some more. And then finally, Betty and Archie are back together, and Betty's about to tell him how much, you know, how much he likes, or he do- she does tell him how much she likes him, but he says, you know, he basically rejects her because he's still in love with Miss Grundy, essentially. Yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's really a, a pretty tough choice. Like, it's literally going to be a love quadrant, you know, square or triangle. <laughs> Between well, Cheryl's, and... Cheryl's going to get involved also, clearly. Oh, no question. Yeah, if this goes yeah. three seasons, Archie will be with at least ten different women in Riverdale High. Yeah. <laughs> Nina, who do you want to see Archie end up with? Don't say Betty. That's boring. <laughs> no, I think him and Miss Grundy have a chance. You know, she's trying to fight it, but you can tell that she's obviously <laughs> conflicted. You know, she's having a hard time. Because he's 14 or 15 years old. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, he has abs, as they've shown us, like, eight times in this episode. So that's all that matters. Love and abs. Yep. All right, so now Cheryl decides to uh, create some havoc and, uh, you know, cause some fighting. So she she has a massive party back at her house. Again, it it does seem very American Pie-ish to me. They're playing Seven Minutes in Heaven. Archie and Veronica go into the closet. It's structured so poorly, like... It's so weird for a TV show to cut from like let's do this straight to that scene. It's like a yeah. drama. It was be something it was, else in between. Yeah, they, yeah, they could have put Art. Yeah, you're right. They could have put like Veronica's mom getting the money here or something. Yeah, they, yeah, it, the, I, and also it was like a little fat. The, 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 you know, the pilot it was like 48 minutes, I think. So uh, it, it, it was structured poorly for sure. All right, so they play Seven Minutes in Heaven, and um, you know they go into the closet together. And Archie tells Veronica he doesn't love Betty because, again, he loves somebody else, which we know is Miss Grundy. Uh, but then, of course, they start making out anyways. It, it seemed for the first, like, half of the scene as if Archie wasn't going to kiss her, which in an episode of Unrealism, there's nothing more unrealistic than a, a 15-year-old boy being in a closet with an attractive woman who wants to kiss him, turning her down. Like, that's never happened in the history of the world. Yeah. No, you would know. You're the seven minutes in heaven expert, Chester. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Akiva, Akiva and I had so many options when we were 15 years old. We were turning women down left and right. Yeah. But um, oh, I, I guess maybe if you're Archie, no. But it, it's impossible to believe that. Now, we also know that Archie's very experienced already. We saw him, you know, in the in the back of uh, Miss Grundy's car. But, um, yeah, so he, he makes up with Veronica for a while. Then they come out and Betty's gone. Oh, well, talk about uh, breaking off from the comics. What really made me mad is when he came out of the closet, he didn't just have uh, – Lipstick marks all over. Oh, that's over right. Yeah, place. yeah, that's an Archie rule. If somebody oh, yeah. kisses you, it's that, like, that and also in off. weird places in the Archie comics, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like on your forehead and like you have to be very disheveled. That's true. Like eight different spots on your cheek have like really yeah. bright red lipstick. That's a good call. Yeah. So Archie goes back to uh, to pops to to look for Betty because for some reason that's where you would hang out when you're really sad. You wouldn't just go home. And well, it's the uh, only and we see store the- in this like town that it apparently has at least fifty thousand people in it. Yeah, he sees Jughead, and Jughead tells him that he's working on a novel about Jason Blossom, and Jughead says to Archie, you know, you have to go talk to Betty, and so Archie goes to Betty's house, and he tells her that he loves her, but I'm not in love with you, you know, it's not me, it's you, basically, he says, and uh, poor Betty, her heart is broken in the end of episode one. And also, the the Jughead-Archie thing is clearly, like, there's been, there's a backstory that's not really explored here, but, like, there's, they're not on speaking terms right now. Is that it, or is it they they just, they just put Jughead in the background of this episode? No, he no, was right. No. They do oh. reference it, yeah. yeah. Oh, they do. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they're best friends in the in the comics. Yeah. So it is odd. Yeah, but they say like theories. Uh, Nina, what's your theory? What happened uh, to Archie and Jughead? Yeah, I don't know. When they're at the uh, when they're at Pops, 
he says something about you need to go be honest with her. That would have went a long way with me. And then they share a knowing glance. So I imagine um, we're going to be getting a lot about that story. Very I wonder soon. if Ar- I wonder if uh, Archie got busted with uh, with Miss Grundy by Jughead. Well, I mean, I was going to say, practically speaking, if you're a 15 year old boy. And you, you know, you spent your whole life hanging out with your friend Jughead, and all of a sudden, uh, super hot thirty-three year old wants to have sex with you. Like a hundred percent, you're ditching your friend to go do right. that. So that might <laughs> right. have just. But it I might don't just know, be... if you're Jughead, like the only reason you stop hanging with Archie is because you're at the doctor because your hand broke from giving Archie too many high fives. You know, it's like. Yeah, well, but, but, but Jug, Jughead is famously a se- or hamburger sexual. Like Jughead does not oh, lo- now, like. Well, here's normal. another big problem. Uh, Jughead yeah. in this first episode, like, yes, he's in a restaurant, but um, from one of the reviews I read that that watched the first four episodes. Jughead is not into food. Like, that's not a big plot point. And that, that is Jughead's main characteristic, that he's obsessed yeah. with all food, in particular hamburgers. Like, he yeah. needs oh, – but do you, what do you, Nina, what do you think about his, his crown replacement? <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Oh. I mean, not a fan. Do, you, do you think he should really be wearing a crown? Like, and they could just not discuss it? <laughs> I just think yeah, it's I do. Impossible. I think that well, here's the thing. You'd have, you'd, have to be like, you'd have to be really cool, like, you know, to pull something like that off. By the way, Brian Moses, who we discussed in the first part of this episode, he was wearing a crown for some random scenes of a roast battle for some reason. All right, but he could get but, uh, away with it. Yeah. Jughead, Jughead's not cool enough. Sorry. He's, he's uh, too square. Jughead gives off a little bit in this episode, a little bit of like, you know, like the, like the serial killer, like uh, Columbine vibe, honestly, well, maybe, to me. Maybe he, I was very calm. Maybe he did. I I don't I wouldn't say Columbine, especially since like the showrunner said specifically like there's no Columbines happening in the show. But well, what uh, do you mean? We like, see people was, killed in the first episode. Yeah, but he's saying like the stakes are lower, like there aren't going to be a lot of deaths, which I'm sure they want. We can't we can't hold them to, but that's what he was saying. <laughs> Alex here. Note: This is one difference between Riverdale the CW show and Riverdale the spoof movie trailer on Funny or Die a link to which is in this podcast show notes because in the spoof movie trailer, although it's very similar to the show, it has the same title. It has Betty and Veronica making out. It has pretty much everything the same. One difference is that there is a Columbine type theme. It's Dilton Doily actually who threatens to uh, shoot up the school as punishment for, for Veronica turning him down when he asks her to a dance. All right, so then we see uh, – we cut to uh, Kevin and Moose, uh, Moose who, who says he's very much not gay, and they decide to uh, strip tease and go jump in the river where they're going to, quote, do everything but kiss. Yeah, it's a real pretty woman moment on the lake. Yeah, it's very romantic. Uh, glad to see that Ke- – uh, it's tough for Kevin because he, he's in a world where he's literally the only gay person. So if not for Closet Moose – like in the comics, does Kevin have any uh, significant others? Again, he no, he came into know. the comics after I stopped reading them, so we don't know. Yeah, yeah but uh, I'm time. sure he does. By the way, how heartbroken will Big Ethel be when she finds out that Moose is two timing her with Kevin? Oh, she's gonna flip out. I don't know how much we get of Ethel though. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if Ethel's coming to wait. Oh, no, so actually, I, now no, I take it back. I take it back. In the first four episodes, there is an Ethel. I'm confused. There was a, was there was also a Midge in in the comic, right? No, you're, who, yeah, who, you're, Ethel is Jughead. Midge is Moose. Sorry, your stupidity is confused. Oh yeah, Ethel's the one who has a crush on Jughead. Yeah, and Jughead again is only attracted to food. Yeah, but in and Riverdale, Midge, okay. supposedly Ethel does not have a crush on Jughead. Midge it is not seen yet. Okay, and again, they're about to have sex or skinny dippers do something in the water, and they see Jason Blossom's corpse. Oh, yeah. Oh, I forgot to mention that in the first episode, they said they buried him in empty casket because they never found his body. But here it is on the beach right by Makeup Point. Bad job by the uh, one (laughs) policeman to not find his body. He's right basically off the the main road. 
Yeah. So I was just watching Stranger Things over the last few days. And so the exact same storyline in Stranger Things, actually, where a body cannot be found in the water. Um, but anyways, uh, bullet hole in the middle of uh, Jason Blossom's corpse. And, um, and now we have a uh, Jughead uh, telling us some very foreboding things going into the next episode. So, Nina, why don't you, uh, why don't you tell us what Jughead tells us uh, and uh, what we look forward to? Oh, well, now they know that uh, Riverdale is a town of shadow and secrets, which they had <laughs> said in the beginning, so that's pretty ominous. And that uh, on Monday, they're going to do the autopsy, and by Tuesday, the first arrest will be made. Yeah, by fifth period. <laughs> <laughs> so somebody in the school is about to be arrested, possibly for involvement with the murder of Jason Blossom, or at least knowing something about it. And Archie already said that he knows something about it. Oh, so, I, think, Nina, I, think who, Cheryl, I think Cheryl's getting Oh, sorry. Who do you think, Nina? Oh, well, so yeah, Nina, who's your... I mean, yeah, so who do you think is getting arrested, Nina? Well, I'd like going back to the story. I'd like to be Miss Grundy, really. I'm I'm just buying all in on that storyline. Let's only talk about that. No, but it could be. Uh, let's get some Dilton Doily in the episode. Ooh. Him and his uh, Boy Scout troop. He was the yeah. First we one. saw him for like one second. I think he's Asian. They're trying to get a little more diversity in there. <laughs> what, what What would Dilton Doily's like uh, reason to kill Jason Blossom be though? Alex chiming in here in post again to point out how funny it is that even in ways in which that spoof movie trailer from 2011 is different from the show, it's actually the same. Because as I just said in my previous cut-in, in the trailer, Dilton Doily shoots up the school because he's jealous of the fact that he can't get girls. And here, Nina just speculated that Dilton might be killing Jason, and Akiva says, well, what possible motive does he have? Well, I think that trailer tells us exactly what it is. He's jealous of Jason because he has so many girls and he can even mess with their heads like he does to Polly. And Dilton is jealous of that. So, yet again, this show is uh, repeating a spoof trailer from uh, 2011. Oh, jeez. Uh... Well, he's always jealous of the, of the, you know, the good-looking cool guys who are getting all the girls. You're projecting. So, uh, do you identify with no, in the com- <laughs> well, I will. I'll say my favorite, the, my like the one thing I remember very well about Archie's one of my favorite storylines is Dilton loses like snow fights to Reggie and Archie and all the and all the jocks because he has a weak arm and he can't throw. So what he does, he collects a bunch of snow and then he puts it in his freezer and he saves it till the summertime. And then he comes out and throws these snowballs. Do you guys remember this or no? Yeah, it sounds sounds pretty. Yeah, he he goes and throws the snowballs at them in the summer because now that it's summer, nobody can retaliate and throw bigger, you know, harder snowballs back at him because nobody else has any. So I, I always liked uh, Dilton for uh, that that uh, that act of uh, foresight. Another thing they thinking. used to do would like if you got like you know Archie was like two hundred pages, a hundred of them were recycled, so you'd read the same story sometimes from like forty years yeah. ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if you re- yeah, if if you were a completist, yeah, you'd you'd notice that eventually, I guess. All right. So Nina's prediction is that Miss Grundy's going to get arrested. Akiva's prediction is that Cheryl's going to get arrested. My prediction is that Archie's going to get arrested. Uh, my real prediction, by the way, is I don't know if I'm going to watch episode two of this show. <laughs> oh, really? You don't think? I see. I think. I liked episode one. Um, I'm definitely willing to give it a chance for episode two. What about you, Nina? Uh, you know, I am going to watch episode two. If they can keep being as campy as this first episode is and not take themselves serious at all, I'm on board. I can watch uh, at least, I'll give it at least two or three more episodes before uh, I would bail. But I have commitment issues, Chester. I usually don't watch season one of a show. Until I know it's like, you know, A plus for sure coming yeah. back. Yeah. I rarely just start a show by the pilot. I haven't in many years since like Lost, mm-hmm. I don't think. I've started a single show by episode one. So. I'm going to make, I'll, I'll say this. I'm not sure if I really want to commit to watching this every week. 
if the listeners of this podcast respond and tell us that they want to hear us discuss more Riverdale, then I'll keep watching. I'll keep watching so that we can keep just, discussing. I know, but it won't be the main thing like this. Like it might be a five minute segment. Yeah, we're not. Yeah, we're not going to become an all Riverdale podcast. That's <laughs> true. Not. That would that would literally limit our listenership. That's a harsh, dark off season when you're diving that far into Riverdale. <laughs> That's right. I'd rather like stretch Chester's like MLS city rankings to twelve weeks. <laughs> so, but do you guys think that we're going to see all thirteen episodes, or is it going to get canceled before that? Uh, how bad did you say the ratings were in the first one, Akiva? They, they weren't atrocious. Like CW ratings are always really small, so I think the thought was like maybe their fan base for the you know for Archie would like explode it, and instead it was just like. It was less than the show on uh, Before or After, which was like, I don't know the names of the CW shows. But, some but that's especially movie. shocking given the fact that like every website I go to, you know, Slate, New York Times, um, New York Magazine, they all had reviews of this show. Yeah, but you know what? CW is catering to like an audience that does not read TV recaps and does not even no. watch TV. But the, well, that's what I'm saying. So the reg- it should have the same viewers as all the other shows on CW. Plus, it should have more. It should have us. So why are there, why did it have fewer viewers than the shows before and after? That's so shocking and I foreboding. Think they, I think like they probably advertise poorly or just I'm telling you they're like they're trying to get to kids who are like all on Snapchat and not and yeah, these kids just don't know what Archie is. It's true. Yeah, but I should mention my wife is two two grades like two years younger than me and she did know who Archie was. So I don't know what it was with did the your uh, wife watched the, the show. The, what were what were Doctor Jen's takes? She sort of walked in while I was watching it. She saw a couple minutes of it, but she wasn't she wasn't going to participate. Mm-hmm. I think she was afraid that if she watched the whole episode, I was going to yeah, I was going to try and rope her into the podcast. So I think that's why she. Oh, okay. Listen, when you're married to Archie, you don't need to watch the show. That's true. She knows how the story ends. <laughs> she did say, "Oh, they they put a bullet in the wrong redhead." She said that at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that chipper note, uh, Nina, thank you so much for joining us. Nina, you're on Twitter at uh, Nina Stoddard, uh, N-I-N-A-S-T-O-D-D-A-R-D. Is that correct? You got it. That's correct. Thanks and, for and having me. This what, what are you doing when you're not watching Riverdale? Oh, well, now football season's over. Uh, what's I your watch... team, Nina? Nina, what's your team? Uh, I'm a Seahawks fan. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I go to uh, two or three games a year usually. So do you root for the Falcons because they beat Seattle and you want to lose to the champs? Yeah, I guess so. No, it, well, and they have Dan Quinn, who was our defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, so, that's true. You, know, you follow, kind of follow those change, and since Gus Bradley is no longer, I can throw my rooting interest more behind the Falcons. So I guess I'm rooting for the Falcons. Then you can make the argument that your team lost to the team that won, but uh, the Seahawks weren't gonna make it this year i don't think right it so. was it's not like you could say like oh the seahawks there was no scenario where the seahawks were winning the super bowl in hindsight right exactly like well the- except that i picked them before the playoffs but <laughs> <laughs> hold on you know you just mentioned gus bradley like what the hell does he have to do with anything well because he was the defensive coordinator for the seahawks before dan quinn was hold on so you were rooting for the jaguars for the last four years because of who the defensive coordinator was like in like 2010 yeah, I don't have a lot of uh, affiliation with the AFC, and I can't watch sports unless I have a reason to root for one team mm. or the other. So it's a good enough reason as any. And this might be like okay. a, like a gender thing or something. That's interesting. I don't have a favorite NFC team. I mean, I I, I tolerate the Vikings, and I actually tolerate the Seahawks. I've said, but uh, even though Chester's dad thinks I hate the Vikings, but I, I don't think. Um, 
I, I, I definitely don't like. I don't care. Like I can ro- I can watch many NFL games without having rooting interest, but I'll never watch a baseball game nowadays without having rooting interest. So I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I, if I'm watching a football game and I don't have, if it doesn't affect my team's playoff chances, because I'm a Seahawks fan before a football fan, then I have to manufacture some reason to root. I agree with Nina a little bit. Like, I, I rooted for, I had warm feelings to Tony Dungy and even Brian Billick and Mike Tomlin because they had been defensive offense coordinators for the Vikings before they got jobs elsewhere and, uh, you know, all won Super Bowls elsewhere, <laughs> which the Vikings did not. But but it didn't go to the extent like of, like, you know, following them like i wasn't even i I barely remembered that gus bradley had even been in seattle (laughs) where's he now didn't he just get a job with the with the chargers or something oh i didn't see that if he did does that make you a chargers fan now uh no he's not their head coach i really hate philip rivers i'm not rooting for anything that's going on in uh you hate philip rivers because you're anti you're anti-kids is that the issue He's slowly crawling up the coast. He's getting closer to you, Nina. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. It's terrible. I, he's going to be gone soon, I think. Ugh. All right, Nina, we'll close because it is a football podcast. Give us a score for uh, Sunday's game. Oh, uh, geez. Um, let's go 28-24 Patriots. Oh, I've sort of heard that score in a, in a Patriots Super Bowl before. Yeah, will, will it end on the one-yard line again? <laughs> is it, is, that, is it going to be the best 28-24 uh, Patriot win Super Bowl that you've seen? Uh, yes, it definitely 100% will be. <laughs> All right, Akiva, and we will save our predictions for, uh, in theory, if we do a football podcast later this week. Okay. Nina, are you a Blazers fan? No. No, not since the are you a Sounder? Are you a Sounders game. fan? No, that's, uh, that's Embers, not Sounders. No, she's, yeah, from, she's have, from Washington. Not, oh, no, she's from Oregon. No, I, I oh, live yeah, in yeah. Oregon. So, yeah, oh, I got confused because she's a Seahawks fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just thought that's it was because you're dumb. Chester, sorry. Well, uh, it's the dark area here in Oregon. We don't have a lot of... Well, she's of from Dallas, so that's very confusing. You can give her a dress since you already gave her age, Chester. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Dallas is such a small town that just saying you're from there, we can people can find you. I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, we got about fifteen thousand, so oh, it's okay. pretty close. I'll be at the chocolate shop if anybody's looking for me. <laughs> uh, good way to bring it all back. All right, so uh, once again, uh, Nina, thanks for Thank joining you, us. Nina. And, uh, yeah, thanks we'll, for we'll, having we'll, we'll be in touch if uh, people need to hear uh, more Riverdale. Then we might have to bring you back on to do that. Okay, I'll, I'll keep uh, I'll keep updated on it then. That's all the motivation. All right, all right thanks a lot. All right, thanks. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.